section seventy four of egypt africa and arabia this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world's story volume three egypt africa and arabia edited by eva march tappan section seventy four crossing an african bridge about eighteen sixty eight by paul du chaillu toward noon we approached the ovigui river a mountain torrent which had now swollen into a river and before reaching its natural banks we had to pass through a swamp in the forest for half an hour the torrent had overflowed and its waters were running swiftly down among the trees i began to wonder how we were to cross the bridge the ashiras had been speaking of that bridge and in fact we had delayed our start two or three days because they said the waters were too high at last we came to a spot where the ground was dry and a little way farther i could see the swift waters of the ovigui gliding down with great speed through the forest i saw at once that even an expert swimmer would be helpless here and would be dashed to pieces against the fallen trees which jutted out in every direction not being a very good swimmer i did not enjoy the sight there was one consolation no crocodile could stand this current and these pleasant gentlemen had therefore retired to parts unknown i wanted all the time to get a glimpse of the bridge but had not succeeded in doing so i called mincho who pointed out to me a queer structure which he called the bridge it was nothing but a creeper stretched from one side to the other then mincho told me that some years before the bed of the river was not where we stood but some hundred yards over the other side this he said is one of the tricks of the ovigui i found that several other of these mountain streams have the same trick of course mincho said that there was a murri a spirit who took the river and changed its course for nothing else could do it but a spirit the deep channel of the ovigui seemed to me about thirty yards wide now in this new bed stood certain trees which native ingenuity saw could be used as piers for a bridge at this point in the stream there were two trees opposite each other and about seven or eight yards distant from each shore other trees on the banks were so cut as to fall upon these which might have been called the piers so a gap had been filled on each side it now remained to unite the still open space in the centre between the two piers and here came the tug unable to transport heavy pieces of timber they had thrown across this chasm a long slender bending limb which they fastened securely to the piers of course no one could walk on this without assistance so a couple of strong vines lianas had been strung across for balustrades these were about three or four feet above the bridge and about one foot higher up the stream i could barely see the vine and my heart failed me as i stood looking at this breakneck or drowning concern to add to the pleasurable excitement mincho told me that on a bridge below half a dozen people had been drowned the year before by tumbling into the river they were careless in crossing added mincho or some person had bewitched them the waters of the ovigui ran down so fast that looking at them for any length of time made my head dizzy 
i was in a pretty fix i could certainly not back out i preferred to run the risk of being drowned rather than to show these ashira i was afraid and to tell them that we had better go back i think i should never have dared to look them in the face afterward the whole country would have known that i had been afraid the aguizi would have then been nowhere a coward i should have been called by the savages rather die i thought than to have such a reputation i am sure all the boys who read this book would have had the same feelings and that girls could never look at a boy who is not possessed of courage the party had got ready and put their loads as high on their backs as they could and in such a manner that these loads should slip into the river if an accident were to happen the crossing began and i watched them carefully they did not look straight across but faced the current which was tremendous the water reached to their waists and the current was so swift that their bodies could not remain erect but were bent in two they held on to the creeper and advanced slowly sideways never raising their feet from the bridge for if they had done otherwise the current would have carried them off the structure one of the men slipped when midway but luckily recovered himself he dropped his load among the articles in which were two pairs of shoes but he held on to the rope and finished the journey by crossing one arm over the other it was a curious sight we shouted hold on fast to the rope hold on fast the noise and shouting we did was enough to make one deaf another carrying one of my guns so narrowly escaped falling as to drop that which was also swept off and lost meantime i wondered if i should follow in the wake of my shoes and gun at any rate i was bound to show the ashira that i was not afraid to cross the bridge even as i have said at the risk of being drowned it would have been a pretty thing to have these people believe that i was susceptible of fear the next thing would have been that i should have been plundered then murdered these fellows had a great advantage over me their garments did not trouble them at last all were across but mincho aduma and myself i had stripped to my shirt and trousers and sat out on my trial followed by mincho who had a vague idea that if i slipped he might catch me aduma went ahead before reaching the bridge i had to wade in the muddy water then i went upon it and marched slowly against the tide never raising my feet till at last i came to the tree there the current was tremendous i thought it would carry my legs off the bridge which was now three feet under the water i felt the water beating against my legs and waist i advanced carefully feeling my way and slipping my feet along without raising them the current was so strong that my arms were extended to their utmost length and the water as it struck against my body bent it the water was really cold but despite of that perspiration fell from my face i was so excited i managed to drag myself to the other side holding fast to the creeper having made up my mind never to let go as long as i should have strength to hold on should my feet give way i intended to do like the other man and get over by crossing one arm over the other at last weak and pale with excitement but outwardly calm i reached the other side vowing that i would never try such navigation again i would rather have faced several gorillas lions elephants and leopards than cross the ovigui bridge putting ourselves in walking order again we plunged into the great forest which was full of ebony barwood india rubber and other strange trees about two miles from the ovigui we reached a little prairie some miles long and a few hundred yards wide which the natives called ajolo it seemed like a little island encased in that great sea of trees 
what a nice little spot it would have been to build a camp under some of the tall long spread branches of trees which bordered it but there was no time for camping there were to be no stops during the daytime till we reached the apingi country a few miles after leaving the ajiolo prairie we came to a steep hill called mount okonku as we ascended we had to lay hold of the branches in order to help ourselves in the ascent and we had to stop several times in order to get our breath we finally reached a plateau from which we could see nukumu nabuali mountains then we surmounted the other hills with intervening plains and valleys all covered with dense forest and at last found ourselves on the banks of a most beautiful little purling mountain brook which skirted the base of our last hill this nice little stream was called the alumi or olumi here we lit our fires built shelters and camped for the night all feeling perfectly tired out and i for one thankful for the nice camp we had succeeded in building for i needed a good night's rest End of section seventy four. This recording is in the public domain.